This is Comic Shenanigans, episode 347, Comic Reviews for the week of Wednesday, February the 10th. Welcome to the Comic Shenanigans Podcast. I'm your host, Adam Chapman, and this is episode 347 as we take a quick look at some of the releases from the week of Wednesday, February the 3rd. This episode is coming to you on Thursday the 11th, so new comics have already come out on the 10th, but uh, before we can... Or, sorry, new comics have already come out on the 17th, but before we can pure, uh, truly enjoy them, we have to go back and look at comics from the 10th. Um, so before we actually do that, uh, you can email us at comicshenanigans at gmail.com, like us on Facebook, rate and review us on iTunes, subscribe to us on iTunes, and you can also listen to us on Stitcher. Let's take a quick look backwards, um, not backwards, but we're going to do a little bit of backwards order. Usually I go right into the comics I got a chance to actually, uh, read this past week. Instead, we're going to, uh, take a quick look at the books I did not have a chance to read before we flash forward to all the comics I did. Uh, it's kind of changing up the order a little bit. Um, so some of the books I did not get a chance to read include some of the following highlights. Uh, Batman 49, uh, number 49, Batman Superman 29, the third issue of Batman Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, um, let's see, Earth 2 Society number 9, um, Legend of Wonder Woman number 2, Red Hood Arsenal number 9, uh, Starfire number 9, Telus number 5, Mickey Mouse number 9, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. number 2, uh, Darth Vader 16, Deadpool number 7, uh, Illuminati number 4, Miss Marvel 4, man, I missed that, how'd that happen? Uh, New Avengers number 6, Red Wolf, Ultimates, Weird World, Spider-Gwen, etc. Now let's talk about the comics I did get a chance to read. Uh, so this week, uh, I, was, I, was, I was actually quite sick. And we, it was a, a long weekend. It was a family day in Ontario, Canada. Uh, very exciting. They gave us a holiday so that we wouldn't be, uh, I guess, depressed during the winter months. So we now have a long weekend in February. And in Ontario, it's called Family Day. So uh, we had a family day weekend. And you'd think I'd be able to read more comics. But I was also ill, so that did not quite happen. Uh, so first up, we have All New, All Different Avengers number 5. I really dug this. I think what I like about it is that this this book is... There's something going on, and yet Mark Way just kind of jumps in and feels like there's a lot going on. It's packed. Uh, Mahmoud Azrar, I think, has worked a little bit more for me in this issue. Um, I just... I really really dug this. Uh, There's a lot of... We just got the team together, and they're already coming apart, but um, it just feels like... Like, there's so much moving, many moving parts. A lot of things actually are happening. Um, we have, you know, uh, Cap Falcon finally finding out the secret of Jane Foster Thor, which I thought was, I, I, I didn't really think that would happen so quickly. Uh, Miss Marvel's been kicked out of the team. Uh, Nova is definitely under suspicion himself for being kind of the hothead that he is, but he was just trying to, you know, defend Miss Marvel. Um, again, the character beats are really strong. Um, the appearance of Kang looking quite different. It's kind of an interesting uh, uh, direction to take. Um, overall, I thought it was a very good read. You can read my full review at uh, superiorspidertalk.com in the next couple of days. I'm going to give this an 8 out of 10. Uh, as a, Again, I thought it was a very solid issue. Uh, continues to be just a really enjoyable, good book. Um, only All Different Avengers is, I think, my favorite uh, Avengers book right now. 
Uh, next up is Only Wolverine number five, starring Laura Kinney as Wolverine. Um, I'm really digging it. I um, This is really a fun book. Uh, I was talking with Off Podcast with Paul Scores, who's been on the show with me in the past, and he was saying that part of his problem with this, just looking at it, is that he doesn't feel that she's earned the relationships that she seems to have with the other characters that are in these books, like Doctor Strange, etc. But I... That I, I I get where he's coming from here, but I mean his his interaction here, especially with um, uh, her interaction, I should say, with Wasp, I thought actually did work and made a lot of sense and didn't feel unearned at all. Um, it's written by Tom Taylor, artwork by uh, David Lopez and David Navarro. Again, I think it's a, a really enjoyable book. Um, kind of seeing how they're developing these characters. X twenty three is really kind of an interesting character. And I'm excited to kind of see what happens next. Um, sad to see one of the sisters kind of go, but uh, yeah, this this book is is for me. I think it's just a fun action adventure romp um, worthy of a Wolverine title. Um, I, I, and I think they play Laura in a lot of different ways, and I think that really works for the character. And again, I'm not even a big fan of Laura as a character, but I thought I really liked how she's portrayed here. Speaking of Laura, she's also portrayed in a very specific way in All New X-Men number four. Now, this is probably my favorite X book right now. Uh, so the All New Story Flesh Wound starts here. It's written by Dennis Hopeless, who will be a guest on the show in the next month or so, uh, with artwork by Mark Bagley, who I think just brings so much energy and excitement to this title. Um, again, off podcast, I was talking with Paul Scores, and he was saying that you know, in a lot of ways, this feels like an ultimate X-Men book in a good way. Like, and part of the, obviously, the feel of that is Mark Bagley's artwork. Um, so we have the, you know, the X-Men are kind of uh, crisscrossing the world, doing things, saving the world, you know, stopping threats. Here they come up against the Blob. I like that there's the subplot here of um, Angel has a serious problem with what Laura's been doing, just kind of throwing herself into things and getting hurt, and and he, it's just, it's hard for him to watch her, and he thinks that basically she has like a death wish, and, and that, you know, she, she's just careless because she can heal. And then she has quite a, a, a bad interaction with Blob as a result. Um, this is really good. Um, I, I feel like I'm going to be giving out a lot of eights this week, but so far, like it's just the books deserve it. These are strong titles that are really enjoyable to read and um, yeah, are very entertaining. Next up, oh, well, don't worry, we're not going to be all eights forever. Uh, we got Flash. And this is an issue number 48. I just was not a huge fan of this at all. Um, it's written by Robert Vendetti and Van Jensen, artwork by Jesus Marino. I do like Marino's art. I am a lot more than Brett Booth, so I, I did like the, the change in art. felt a little bit more classic, um, and not nearly as overly stylized as Brett Booth's had been. Um, the story, I found, I just, I, one thing, I, this is a problem with the New 52 in general, um, but Flash was always a character that, for the most part, worked well with the police. Whether that be Barry Allen, because he was a police officer, or Wally West. Uh, obviously, with Wally, everyone knew his identity, so it was part of that for most of, the, of his tenure as the character. So having him kind of being, you know, trying to take him in with the rogues, and, and maybe that would work more with a character like Spider-Man, but I feel like it works less with Flash, because he's just, he's a character that typically is just uh, written in a very, he's a white hat. You know, he's there's no gray in Flash. There's he's a he's a white hat. He's a good guy. Um, so having him kind of being, um, uh, you know, hunted by the, you know, the the Central City Police Department, I that didn't work for me. Uh, the art I really liked. I'm glad the art was better. I just wish the story was matching. And 
Uh, I just felt like we're finally getting better art on this book, and that feels more accurate to telling these types of stories, but that's it. We didn't really get a story that really matched it well enough. So I'm going to give it a five. Uh, next up is Manhattan Projects, Sun Beyond the Stars, number two, which I believe is the last issue. I mean, it certainly feels that way after the last page, or unless I'm wrong. Um, uh, this was this was good. It was very entertaining, and then very, very sad at the end. Um, you know, it, it, it all kind of comes to a close, and then um, Yuri and, and, and Laika, or however they say that, um, they have this kind of a quiet moment, and they find out that Laika never really liked him, and then it would appear that they died, and it was very, very Frank Quietly-esque. And knowing uh, Nick Patera, I think he would appreciate the comparison, because um, as they're decomposing, I thought um, it was really well put together. And again, um, he's a huge fan of Quietly. It's a huge influence on his, on his work, on his art. So you can definitely see that in this particular issue. Uh, very entertaining. I think this is the last issue. Could be wrong, but I don't even know what they would do next. I mean, it was sad. It was I didn't expect this ending for Yuri and, uh, and Leka, so uh, I was definitely surprised. Um, and I, again, I don't even know if it's the last issue per se. I mean, it it feels like um, that issue of New X Men where Wolverine and Jean were headed into the sun, and then they just kind of melted, and then obviously were were decomposing, and then the Phoenix kind of arose. But there's no Phoenix here, so. Um, it's not really clear exactly what's going to happen next, or, um, but I, I, I really did enjoy it. It looks like the trade is listed with issues one to four, so this is the end. Um, so again, it was surprising. I didn't expect this to happen this way. I didn't expect for the characters to, to die. That's, I guess, a huge spoiler, so I'm sorry. But, um, you know, spoiler warnings, man. I always put that in my episodes. <laughs> I'm going to spoil the crap out of the stuff. I'm going to talk in depth. Uh, anyways, I uh, I really dug this. I'm going to give it, surprise, surprise, an 8 out of 10. I thought it was a very solid, well-written story, uh, sad ending. It makes me wonder, you know, what what are we going to get back to uh, when we finally, you know, leave this, this, this space story and get back to Earth and find out what uh, Manhattan Projects proper are doing now that we've had this kind of fun uh, outer space adventure. It makes me sad, too, because the, they'll never know what happened. You know, like, it's weird to have this character go out to kind of, you know, find Leica, and then he never comes home. Uh, for some reason, in my head, I was thinking of, you know, Samuel Beckett never returned home. Um, anyways, it was it a was, was very sad ending, very somber. Uh, next up is Old Man Logan number two. Love this. This is, First of all, Andrea Sorrentino's artwork is gorgeous. Um, it's written by Jeff Lemire, who really does a good job here, um, you know, of showing why Wolverine wants to fight the Hulk because he thinks it's Banner and uh, finds out it's Amadeus Cho and that's not really what he w- was looking for and then, uh, yeah, it's it's really just a big long fight sequence but one hell of a fight. It looks great. Um, it, it reads very well. I really like how it ends with uh, him looking for Barton because of their shared history in the future and finding Kate Bishop instead. Um, this was just epic. I'm going to give this an 8.5 out of 10. I think this might have been one of the strongest things I read this week. Uh, just because the, the art is so viscerally great. Viscerally great. Sorry, that, that didn't quite come out right. Uh, next up is uh, Silk. Uh, I believe this is issue number four. Really, I continue to dig this. It's written by Robbie Thompson. Our work by Veronica Fish. Um, very strong you know, portrayal of, of Cindy and her, and her life and, her, and the characters in her life and her flashback. Uh, the ending was kind of 
you know, expected. It didn't feel like a big surprise. It felt like we we're just that was going to happen at some point. The art was entertaining. Um, a so- solid read. I'm going to give it a seven out of ten. Uh, next up, we have um, Spider-Man 2099. This is issue number six already. It just feels like we're just running through this book. Um, artwork is by Will Sliney, or sorry, Will Sliney, I should say. Uh, Peter David is writing it. Um, continues to be just really interesting um, with you know the Terrigen cocoon. Uh, trying to find out more about the Terrigen mist, and they bring in the specialist, and then find out she is uh, an Inhuman. Uh, we got Spider-Man versus Lash. Who I still don't know much about the Lash character. It was interesting to kind of see this this uh, fight. Um, I thought the ending, the, the only thing that didn't work for me in the art was that the vision of the Doctor kind of rising from the cocoon was cool, but it didn't really fit her, the dialogue. Um, it felt like very separate. Like it was this really angelic moment where she kind of soars forth. And I thought with no dialogue at all, it would have worked better. But her saying, hi, how you guys doing? Felt so very base, like very pedestrian given like this angelic moment and maybe that was the point, maybe it was the juxtaposition between what she says and what she looks like, but she doesn't even look like she's talking so it didn't quite work for me on, on, the, on that score uh, I'm going to give the issue still a 7, it's still a good book it just didn't quite fire on all cylinders, uh, next up is Spider-Man Deadpool number 2 this was really enjoyable um, the art by Emma Guinness is fantastic. Um, the story by Joe Kelly is, is fun and enjoyable and had a lot of fun moments. Um, it felt like, you know, we're getting more of a sense of what other people might think of Peter Parker in, uh, in the public than we got previously. Again, the art is gorgeous. Um, you know, Joe Kelly just does such a good job. Sorry, not Joe Kelly, Emma Guinness. And there's just such a great team together. Um, it, this was just really great. Although the cover was a little weird, just because the the musculature and the Spider Man and um, uh, Miles Morales Spider Man looked a little too thin, and um, the 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 kind of the way that Deadpool's face looks and his mask looks a, a little strange as well. But it makes sense given they just got kicked in the face. Um, overall, I, I, I dug this. It was, it's it's a solid issue and felt nicely rooted in current continuity. Um, eight out of ten. Eh, seven and a half. I don't know why, but something doesn't quite say eight. Uh, and then last, but not definitely not least, is Totally Awesome Hulk number three. I'm really enjoying this book. Uh, I think it's just a lot of fun. I think um, uh, Greg Pak's doing a great job writing this. I think the art is really good as well. For Frank Cho, um, you know, it just it, it's nice to get such a different feeling. Um, you know, Hulk comic um, that just is, goes in a completely different direction. We got some uh, Fing Fang Foom here, which was awesome. Uh, Hulk versus Fing Fang Foom is a really cool fight to see. Um, seeing more of a flashback uh, towards what happened in the past with uh, Bruce Banner. I wish they wouldn't draw it out so much, but I am still enjoying it. Um, so I'm going to give this another 8 out of 10. This was an 8 out of 10 kind of week. Just everything I read was apparently really great. Um, our preview of things that are coming up next week, or should I say yesterday, um, by the time this comes out, on the 17th of February, some of the highlights will include Tomb Raider 2016, number one, uh, Barb Wire, the trade paperback of the recent book by Pat O'Leaf, uh, he did the art in that series, uh, Batmite gets a trade paperback, uh, Batgirl gets its second trade paperback, um, since the kind of relaunch, the soft relaunch, let's call it, 
Uh, the Doomed trade paperback comes out. Uh, Doctor Fate number nine, Martian Manhunter number nine. Kind of a weird week, actually. It's, it seems like a lot of the um, kind of second string books are coming out. Not not the same thing. They're not good, but they're not like kind of the the more typical Batman, Superman, like those types of books. There is a, a new issue of Wonder Woman coming out though. Uh, Titans Hunt number five, Sinestro number twenty, Superman, American Alien number four, and Robin Son of Batman number nine. Uh, if we look over at uh, Image, there's the fourth issue of Hawk. I've heard a lot of good things about this, so I'm, I think I'm going to try and catch up on this uh, to see what everyone's talking about. Uh, from Marvel, we've got, um, let's see, Amazing Spider-Man number eight. We've got the Avengers standoff, Welcome to Pleasant Hill number one, uh, one shot. Uh, we've got the Cap America white hardcover, Avengers Time Runs Out trade paperback, uh, Civil War War Zones trade paperback. Um, we got uh, the print, third print issue of Deadpool and Cable, uh, split second. Uh, the E is for Extinction War Zones trade paperback. We're starting to get a lot of those War Zones and, and Battle World trade paperbacks. The seventh issue of Extraordinary X Men, a new issue of Mighty Thor, the launch of Power Man and Iron Fist, uh, new, issues, new issues of Spy- Silver Surfer, uh, Spider Woman, uh, Squadron Supreme, Star Wars, Star Brand and Night Mask, Star Lord, which I'm not a huge fan of. Uh, Uncanny and Humans. There's the Uncanny X-Men Omnibus Volume 3. I'm super excited this is finally coming out. Uh, we also have the X-Men Gambit Complete Collection, which is uh, the book by Steve Scross and uh, Fabian Nicieza, as well as uh, Web Warriors Number 4 and Extinction Agenda War Zones Trade Paperback. So that's things you can look forward to um, coming out, well, yesterday. You should have picked it up already. Uh, so thanks again for listening to this episode. This has been episode 347. It's been our comic reviews episode for the week of Wednesday, February the 10th. Uh, thanks again for listening. And you can email us at comicshenanigans at gmail.com. Like us on Facebook. Rate and review us on iTunes. Subscribe to us on iTunes. And you can also listen to us on Stitcher. Thanks again, and we'll catch you next time. Bye-bye.